You're listening to Fucks Given, the one about breakups. So I'm going through a breakup at the moment, which, um, yeah, which I'm going to divulge more on in the episode, as well as like all the stuff that I've learned to try and get through it. And we have some listener questions coming. Yay. Hi, Reed. Hi, Florence. Here we are again. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is going to be a running theme throughout our lives, no? Oh my God. It's just going to be like, ooh, exciting new relationship. Sex, sex, sex. Breakup episode. Yeah. Sad. (laughs) Learning. Healing. Now, is it the relationships? Is it the people that we're dating? Or is it ourselves that we need to work on? Oh, I don't fucking know right now. I don't really know. (laughs) It's probably both. Both. But then also, we are the ones choosing those people in the first place. So ultimately, it does all come down to us. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Booking more therapy. Yay! (laughs) Before we delve into the lovely topic of breakups, which, you know, is probably one of my favourite topics. Yeah. I would like to update you on some sex that I had. Oh, okay. All right. Let's go. So, obviously, you know, things with my dude did not work out. Fuck it. She's not really like that yet, it is. (laughs) Actually... I had a really horrific dream last night and it was to do with my unconscious feelings that I hadn't realised that were still like deeply unsettled inside of me. And it was basically just like my dude in the Mm -hmm. dream. He was like, you know what? I'm going to tell you the exact moment that I became unattracted to you. And I was like, don't you dare fucking say it. And it was like this weird like standoff. I'm obviously still working through some issues of what he said to me about being Mm. unattracted to me and my deep insecurities to do with my body, which I thought I had kind of overcome, but apparently not. (laughs) I don't think anyone should ever say that to anybody. It's so fucked up. But anyway, since then, on to greener pastures, I started (laughs) dating again. And you'll never guess what. I set up a Raya date and I was like, okay, cool. Let's go with someone like mature, like, I don't know, in the old, like later 30s. See what yeah, this right, is good. See what this says. I'd also been chatting to a few people on field at the same time. And there was a guy on field that was like, I think you should cancel your Raya date. And like, just oh, see me instead. I, that's like, it's like hot, but like complicated. Like, I don't know how, how to feel about that. Yeah. It's like, hmm, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just going to go on my date. Cocky and arrogant, but like, oh, it's so annoying. That's fucking hot too. I don't See, so yeah, I ended up going out on this like little rare date and it was not successful. It was like one of those ones where you see them immediately and you're like, oh, not my type, not attracted to you. Like already, I just know. And it was just like one of those dates where you feel like you're in an interview and you're just like asking Mm. loads of questions and like being nice and being polite and just like trying to get through it basically. And I was in a bit of a weird mood that night. So when on my way back, I was like pumping music in the car. And then I got back in and I was like, oh, I really feel like going dancing or something. I ended up texting this guy from Field, like, oh man, I should have cancelled that date and seen you instead. And he was mm. just like, we could still see each other tonight. Oh <laughs> shit. Okay, I love this. All right. Yeah. So after like a bit of back and forth, we decided to see each other. And it was like, I think maybe he got 
over to mine at like 11 ish. And we had decided that we were going to do a bit of like a drive instead of a dance. He drove over to mine. We got in my car. I drove us up to Mulholland Drive and we parked the car overlooking a very spectacular, sparkly LA view. Oh, so movie. I know. (laughs) At first I wasn't like 100% like, okay, I'm not sure. Like, I just don't know yet about, about him. And then we just like chatted you know those people that you just meet and you can just talk and talk and talk and it feels super comfortable there's no silences you're like super interested in getting to know them it's like Mm. just like a really great flow yeah and he had some crazy eye contact and I was like okay this is it's making me feel a little bit weird when he's looking at me in the eyes and I had said to myself that I wasn't going to have sex. I was on my period. I was like, I'm not going to have sex tonight. And he's not coming in my house. Like that, that was what I said to myself. We're just like having a little thing, seeing what this is, just like a great way to meet someone, tie off the Saturday nicely, two dates in a row. Obviously it got to a point where we were on the top and I was like, oh, I really need a piss. So we had to dro- drive back to mine and he was like, well, I need the toilet too. So we both wander into mine. <laughs> That, that and classic move. We, and he was like, should I, should I go? And I was like, mm, no, let's just like, you no, know, you can just chill. Like we just sit on my bed and chat, <laughs> sit on my bed and chat. Sit on my bed. What the, all right. Okay. You already knew. You fucking knew. <laughs> fucking knew. But he, oh, my mic. I, I wonder what happened there. <laughs> Thing is, I knew before the date even started because I had put on a very specific pair of knickers that was like I may have sex later the may have sex knickers yeah 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 like the may have sex shower the may have sex like prep where it's like okay exactly I'll spruce but I'm not gonna go fully in and I don't know why I put on those knickers considering I'd already created my own boundaries in my head but obviously not (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny it's like you know you've got you've got the words there but the action says otherwise (laughs) yeah so yeah we were just chatting for ages on my bed and then suddenly obviously it was just like we were so close and so touchy and it was so intimate so like quickly which was kind of weird and it just felt super nice and his eyes were making me feel giggly inside and I was like fuck it well we should kiss and it was a great kiss and then obviously the kissing led to more and he was like I really want to go down in you I was like I'm on my period so we can't do that we can't have sex I'm on my period he was like why does that matter Oh my and, god, stop, <laughs> but hold the thought. And I was like, you know, mercy. like the first time you have sex with someone, you don't really want to be on your period. Mm. He was like, I would go down on you on your period. Oh, sold. Like, oh. Instantly. You had no chance, Florence. There was no chance. That was it. Green, Green fucking flags, flags. Flying around. How was yeah. I supposed to? <laughs> How was I supposed to say no? once. <laughs> also what I love about this thing that happened is that after that really shitty period sex that I had with my dude where he was like oh yeah. all this blood yeah. and like a bad reaction and it made me feel mm-hmm. bad for like having a period this new guy went down on me on my fucking period and he was like gobbling that shit up oh my Fucking round of applause. Oscar goes to. I'm so impressed. And it was like fucking phenomenal. 
Really? Yeah. Shit. Like, it's okay. I, right. You know, when you're like going to come and you're like, I am not even like trying to come right now. It's just like, it ha- like it's happening. And I can't stop it. Like yeah. I didn't even, I don't think I even wanted to. Cause I was like, Oh, we should like, you know, delay this a little bit longer. But I was like, well, fuck it. I'm coming. <laughs> I am. I'm coming. She's fucking here. It's probably like, you know, like your guard was down and there was no expectation. So it was like, really relaxed it, yeah. the spontaneous shit I swear the spontaneous sex is when it's at its best when you have no plans because if you plan sex if you're like tonight I'm gonna go on a date and I'm gonna fuck because that's what I want to do you build up all these expectations but because all of that had been taken away you just literally went with the flow and didn't have time to get in your head yeah there was literally no expectations for this date at all it wasn't like you know oh, are you going to be my future husband or any of these things? It was kind of just like, let's just see what happens here. So the pussy was good, but the sex? The sex was good, but I don't know. I just, I don't think I was ready for penetrative sex. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're on your period and you've just come as well. And sometimes you're just like, okay, I'm done. Like, can you go now? (laughs) Yeah. I kind of think that might've been it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I wasn't gagging for it. I kind of had to stop halfway through. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Like I just, I can't get in the moment. And I started like overthinking and feeling like, I think maybe you're right. It could have been like the period. I was just like, oh, it just doesn't feel, just doesn't feel right in my body right now. Yeah. Sometimes it can just feel, it doesn't matter how horny you are or turned on you are. Like sometimes it can just feel really raw and like a little bit uncomfortable. It doesn't feel like normal normal walls normal vaginal walls (laughs) we did end up like just chatting a bit and then kissing a bit and then we did end up finishing the sex but yeah it was kind of like a weird thing where I was like it was it was good but it was like that first time sex where it was like oh I kind of wish that like it's we just like kept it with the oral and then just like gotten to know each other better so that we could have like built up the emotional intimacy around like this crazy physical intimacy that we were having so quickly. Do you think you will see them again? Definitely. Yeah. Well, I invited him to a gig last night. Oh, hello. As in like the gig was last night or you've invited him last night? No, the gig was last night. And I was like, okay, Ah. I'm just going to like a thing where it's like no sex, no like hanging at anyone's house, like just a thing for him to come to. And yeah, it was, it was, it was really nice having him there. Nice. Okay. That's, that's exciting. You have to yeah. Keep us up to date with this one. What's the nickname going to be? Ooh, got to think of that one. Yeah, yeah. Another musician, obviously. Musicians are really great at sex. There might, yeah. there might be my, what is it? The Achilles, Achilles heel? What's it? How do you say that? The Achilles heel. Achilles heel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like your maybe, weakness. Okay, yeah. Maybe jazz musicians are my Achilles heel. Wait, how can yeah, I say that word? Yeah, I can hear that. I also think that jazz might be particularly good because you have to be like it's inter- it's interpretive and like you have to improvise. Yeah, and I would say to go along that like drummers and guitarists are probably great at fingering. But I don't I don't really know. I haven't really been with that many musicians, you know? Well, you're I think it was because read. both my both my dad and my stepdad were musicians. So I'm like, oh, back away slowly. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, thanks. this is a broad statement as well, but musician is usually a red flag. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we can't say that. 
but yeah, no. Um, so if you're a musician out there and you're bad at sex and you have loads of green flags, give a shout at us. Yeah. That is a gross exaggeration. We understand yeah. that. That was my little sexy update. And yeah, pretty cool. Okay, Reed. <laughs> um, okay, so I am going through a breakup. Um, I think that's what you say. I've gone through the breakup. We've had the breakup. I'm going through the emotions and it was really tough as all breakups are. And I definitely recognise that I went through a good week of being like, I'm free and I have all this relief and I feel amazing and I'm going to distract myself and all these plans and all these exciting things. And then like, like it has really, really hit me this week. I've had like four days, three or four days just solidly in bed she made that for probably four or five days. Couldn't go to the gym. Haven't been able to leave my house. I had a really good therapy session yesterday, which was very helpful because I think you can relate to this as well. Florence, it's, it's so easy just to ignore the feeling and just book yourself up with distraction. Yeah. Especially like unhealthy distraction, like alcohol and partying and mm-hmm. maybe going on dates or doing things that you wouldn't normally do if you weren't in that place the distractions always just prolong the suffering basically yeah that's what my therapist said she was like you're grieving and with grief you can't go over it and you can't go under it you literally Mm -hmm. have to go through it Mm -hmm. for it to stop leaking out at the wrong moments you know like if you're finding yourself bursting into tears when you're not expecting to or talking about it to people that you shouldn't be like dates or colleagues or whatever that's when you haven't processed your breakup and I was like oh fuck like I really hated to hear that because I was like I don't want to sit here and cry for hours and hours like I don't want to do that but that's how you process your emotions and I think the older we get the better we are at doing it but like no one fucking taught us to do that when we were younger if anything it was bottle it all up and pretend it was fine and don't talk to anyone about it so yeah we should get taught at school like just how to one how to communicate to how to process our own shit and emotions like that's the stuff that would be super valuable not fucking mathematics (laughs) pythagoras's fucking theorem (laughs) who's that gonna fucking help huh (laughs) algebra Um, what uh, i don't know why we're picking on maths maths is actually really important but like i don't know chemistry and shit (laughs) (laughs) chemistry is also very important (laughs) they're all fucking important oh history Religious studies? Oh, I don't know about that one either because like it's also really great to understand other cultures. Yeah, but not when it's all about Christianity and then like you get like a like a yeah. lesson on each of the other religions. That's bullshit. My school was and actually really good at religious studies. We like did really? pretty much all of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember just fighting a lot with my RE teacher and just being yeah. like questioning them a lot i got um, an a star in my religious studies gcse like whoa. what the actual fuck it's like the most <laughs> random subject anyway back to breakup so we had a break and it gave me a lot of insight and clarity and i felt like i had found myself again during that break i really really wanted this to work i wanted us to come back yeah, after the did. break and for it to re- like really work because i'm still i'm i'm still in love with him like i still love him as a person it just went back 
to I, we were both trying i think that's what made it worse is that we were both trying so hard and yet it's it was still not clicking properly for me and we were just arguing all the time and we were disconnected and i know that's really normal when you come back from a break for some people but i just i i just couldn't sit in that uncomfortable feeling and it was like it was like for me it felt like two weeks of just mental health hell trying to figure it out obsessing over it constantly trying to think am I doing the right thing do I need to break up now do we need to try harder is it me is it him and it just like it just was so exhausting for two weeks that I just couldn't really what was it that like solidified the decision for you because I remember we were talking about like the fact that like whether you could see him in your future or not yeah so Definitely looking at the future, even though it's, I feel like the future thing's so hard because it's, it's about living in the present and enjoying each day by day. And if it's great on, in the day, then that should really be all that matters. But then there's the other side of seeing the future together and seeing like living together or relationship styles, kids, like what you want in your future. And mm-hmm. I recognize that a lot of our values and a lot of our future plans were were different as much as we wanted them so desperately to be the same. And I think one of the main things was we we saw a couples therapist, which was really helpful and really interesting. We did these family constellations, which were incredible. But the session sort of made me see that we were very two very different people. Mm. My my personal therapist said a really good point where I was like, you know, did did I fuck up? Did I fuck up with doing the break and then coming back to it and and trying but maybe I didn't try long enough or hard enough and I felt really guilty for that and I do still feel really guilty but she was saying well sometimes you have to flog a flog a horse to see if it's dead and and she was like I know that's a really bad example but I was like yeah because it's it's like both of us coming together and trying so hard and still recognizing that it didn't didn't work. My therapist was really trying to help me like slow down with the impulsivity and because I'm not very good at sitting in uncomfortable feelings. Like I love distraction. Yeah. I love pretending like they don't exist and uh, and it's almost like addictive. And I just I just wanted to I just wanted to get out of like feeling shit and I and yeah and, and I just felt like I was just hurting hurting him and hurting myself in the whole process. It's just yeah, I've cried, I've cried a lot over this, um, and I just, w- I just wanted it to work. I just wanted it to work so badly. Yeah, and he tried so hard. I think that's what's so heartbreaking is that there was no give up on his side. He he tried so hard with everything. The conversations we had, we listened so much. Uh, he listened. He listened, and he acted as well. But I do believe it was it was too late by then, you know, like I, looking back at the relationship, I think that I was feeling like it wasn't working back in the summertime, like six months ago and not realizing that it was the relationship really taking it inward and being like, my mental health is bad. Yeah. You really went on this whole journey that of like mental health discovery basically, because you were like, there must be something wrong with me. Yes. Yeah. I was like, there, there, there isn't anything wrong with the relationship. Like, I love him. I love spending time with him. I want to spend all my time with him. It must be me just doing absolutely everything in my power to try and figure that out. And then realizing that maybe it was the relationship. 
yeah that was really tough and it happened so quickly as well it was such a shock i feel like that's the crazy thing about breakups sometimes is that they're not really always that clear and they're not always the thing that both of you want to do it's like making a really hard decision to better your both of your futures basically to be like good to your future self ultimately as much as there is heartache and pain like i do think this is the best thing not just for me but for, for both of us because I was constantly trying to be what he wanted me to be and he was trying to be what I wanted him to be. Yeah, that's not right. The way we described it in therapy was that like I'm a puffer fish and when I when I when I do something exciting, I like basically puff up and I get bigger and bigger and I take up space and it felt like Sam was trying to like unpuff me like you know like condense me contain me and be like no 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 like while he's hurting himself and while he's hurting me and and I just want to I just the more is you know the more I'm trying to be condensed the more I'm exploding out and puffing out and trying to make myself bigger and better and badder and it's just yeah it sucks it really does suck um and I wish I wish breakups just didn't have to hurt so much. Like breakups are grief. You are grieving for the other person. You've had that person in your life for like such like an extended amount of time. And like, it's not just like every single day, but you, you talk and you think about that person every day and you have to then detangle yourself nightmare like even though you know i'm i don't want to be with him i constantly want to be with him and have that contact and that tactile and have that comfort and that's the codependency is like not not wanting to be on my own wanting to be with him or with somebody else but him mainly because it's easy and it's like you have to rebuild yourself and remind yourself what it's like on your own and prove to yourself that you can be on your own and it just takes time because it's like it's like basically like going cold turkey it's like an addiction you're 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 weaning yourself off this drug which is the other person but you have to feel it all like the most important thing is to actually just sit in those feelings. I I remember hearing something really amazing when I was going through like my really hard time with the breakup. And I think it was like, without these really dark times, the good times wouldn't be anywhere near as bright. And that almost gave me this like, okay, like this is going to make something else so much better. And I'm going to be so much more grateful for all the amazing things in my life because I am feeling this pain and this hurt right now. And, you know, it's a human experience. It's part of what it is to be alive, you know? There is no greater time than when you become single to work on yourself as a person. Oh, my God. It's actually like worth congratulating you over because it's like boy do you have a good <laughs> opportunity you. right now to grow like and to yeah. be like an even more amazing version of yourself but to yourself you know not to other people mm-hmm. like you're gonna feel so much more love towards yourself after this experience I hope so. If you put in the work, you know? Yeah, if you put in the work, I really hope that my next challenge is to go on solo dates because I've never been able to do that. Like I've never been able to... Like I've just managed to feel comfortable watching TV on my own or watching films on my own or eating dinner on my own. But now like going out to the cinema or like taking myself on out for dinner or like going on a break like that that's my next goal even though it's terrifying and I can't think of anything worse like 
you know, got to gotta push myself towards that goal yeah. because I think it would be so beneficial. I think it's almost imp- impossible to grow as an individual when you're in a relationship. You can grow as yeah. a couple and you can learn how to be in a relationship better when you're together. Yeah. But the only time you can learn to better yourself is outside of that relationship. And there is nothing more motivating after a breakup where you get you get so sick of the sadness and the heartbreak and the depression. You're like, right, well, I'm going to flip this on its head. I'm going to have my villain arc. It's time for me and for me to be selfish and to like really work on myself and all the things that I've wanted to do that I didn't get to do. And I also really want to explore polyamory. I think that's a big part. Like non-monogamy was nice and it was great and it has been for my my other relationships, but like polyamory is something I really want to explore where like, you know, falling in love with somebody while they're falling in love with somebody while I'm falling in love with another person and having relationships. And I just, I just almost feel like that's my calling. You've been talking about that for a while and it's always been like your future vision for yourself. So I, you know, I think it's such an amazing thing to explore. Yeah. Someone, someone to like, you know, believe in my core values and want to go to protests with me and want to stand there waving a flag for like sex workers and... Someone that can tell their family about exactly what you do and be proud. Yes. Tell their family and friends and, and understand that they might not accept it, but that, that they accept it. That's, that, that would be amazing. Like that would be incredible. I know that's a potentially a hard ask, and I think it is a hard. It's a hard it's ask. A, yeah. yeah, imagine like oh yeah, so my my girlfriend is a sex worker. <laughs> oh by the way, um, yeah, we're polyamorous. Oh by the way, like we're not having biological children. Like lol, <laughs> jokes on you. Like, <laughs> but there will be someone out there. I think that's what like you know bringing up maths again, maths and statistics. Like there are. What nearly was it eight, nine billion people on the planet? And there will be someone out there that will fit what I need and that will fit what Sam needs. I mean, even then, it's not about finding another person to replace that hole. It's about working on myself first. Working on myself anyway. I just, yes, just seems tough and scary all on your own. It's a nice thing to think about the fact that there are going to be other people out there. And I think it is a really good thing thing to like have in your mind after a breakup because I think one of the things that I had like in in my head just like rolling around was that I'm never gonna meet someone like that again I'm never gonna connect to someone like that again but since my breakup I have met people that I've connected with in very different ways every time I meet someone like that I'm like oh thank god like it's possible (laughs) to like actually connect with another human being but I do have to say to get to that point like I did so much self-work because if you don't do that self-work you just end up falling back into the same patterns yeah Um, and I know I've got a fucking shit ton of work to do on myself loads so I just I'm I feel like ready for it and prepared for it and I'm going through the same thing with the sex stuff like so good so good in bed and I'm just like how how am I gonna find that again but you will I think that's also yeah I have to I have to feel I have to believe that I will there are jazz musicians out there Reed so (laughs) yeah fuck so yeah that's kind of 
kind of where I'm at at the moment. I'm just still feeling the feels. I'm just trying to, trying to journal. God, I hate, I hate journaling. You like, do. I, I love it. Fuck <laughs> me. Uh, like I feel good when I've done it, but I really, I'm dragging my, dragging my heels with it. I'm like, oh God, I guess I've got to journal again. Like. <laughs> write down my feelings yeah maybe it's just not my strong point maybe I just writing is just not good for me but you can do like video journals voice note journals you can do any other type of journal I used to do video journals like back during COVID I did one video journal when it was really fresh and I'm terrified to look back at it I just can't you don't ever look back at it okay all right okay I thought it was like a look back and see how far you've come kind of thing no, only if, only if you want. Yeah, the 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 rainbow of emotions you feel with a breakup is just, yeah. and it's just part of processing. It it's just almost like you 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 got to go through them to yeah. to process and just take them as they come. Like each wave as they come, just be like, okay, I'm here for this. What is this going to teach me? My therapist was saying because like the loneliness really hit me. The 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 isolation feeling especially when you feel like you've got that person all the time you can go see them or even if you live with them like that that can be really hard to deal with going from that so it's it's about spending time with people that you don't have to give energy for that you can just sit really comfortably with um you know like giving energy is like you know, acquaintances or maybe friends that you haven't seen in ages or going on dates, that's giving energy. And if your energy reserves are depleted because of the breakup, they're not going to end well. I mean, Florence, you said such a great thing about like, what what do you need? You know, like what does little Reed need? What does like child Reed need right now? It's your inner child that hurts. It's the pain is your inner child. So anytime you're like sitting in that vulnerability, you do have to look after yourself like you're a kid. That's why like Disney and kind of like child films, inner child films are really good. You know, like go back to what you used to watch when you were a teenager. Um, what makes you feel good? Avoid stuff that's like heavily romanticized. Don't Otherwise it just makes you cry. Fuck. Love Island. Don't watch any dating <laughs> shows. Like scenes when from you're a going marriage. Through, <laughs> when you're going through a breakup, those are like, no. I've been hugging myself a lot. Like that's what my inner child needed was like a physical hug. And like, because I would normally get that from Sam, I've literally been wrapping my arms around myself, like sobbing, like, (laughs) oh my God. And the fucking, the the masturbation cry. What the fuck is that about? I'm like. (laughs) That's always so unexpected. Sometimes I still have them. It's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, because my therapist, my therapist said it was a because it's a release, like a physical release, and yeah. like I'll be like, I feel great. Okay, it's time to masturbate, and then like yeah. as soon as the cum happens, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like crying myself to sleep afterwards. And I'm like, what the fuck? I wasn't even sad before. Like, where has this come from? Yeah, oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I still have those. Yes, yeah. out yeah. of the blue, I'm like. Okay, cool. So the Curious Fuckers have written in some questions about breakups. Should we go through them? Yes, yes, please, yeah. The first question is, is it wrong to cut off an ex for good? My moral compass is not sure. Sometimes you just need to. You need to be like, hey, this really isn't like working for me. I need to take some good space away from you. I'm so sorry. 
I think if the breakup is mutual, then I don't think you have to cut off contact. But if it wasn't mutual, I think cutting it off is extremely valuable. At the end of the day, you do have to really look after yourself and your own mental health. And if someone is really getting in the way of your own happiness, then you do have to you do have to cut certain people off. People do it with friends. You know, it's not always exes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have friends that are just like not good for you. Yeah. You you have to be selfish in this instance. If if you're not getting anything good or positive out of them, then it's it's probably time. What is the right amount of time to wait after after a breakup to have sex again? Yeah, that's a good question. If there isn't someone in mind and you're like, I just need to fuck someone, like immediately, I feel like that's when maybe you need to take some time and not to impulsively fuck someone because it might not be the right idea. You need to ask yourself what you need and what what you want out of the sex that you're going to be having. Yeah. And will you get that from this person? Most of the time when it's like random dates and hookups, it's... You're hoping for the same kind of connection and sex that you have been having in your past relationship and it won't be that that way. It will not. No. And it's whether or not after having that sex makes you feel worse, which it can do. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of have to figure that one out. Journal it. <laughs> Journal, Journal it. Journal it. <laughs> yeah. There's no wrong or right answer, basically. Do whatever yeah. you feel like deep down is right. There's not like I don't think there is a too soon. No, definitely not. It could be literally the next day. If you if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Okay, the next one is, why, when I think that I'm healed, are they somehow still taking up space in my brain? And how do I stop it? Oh, uh, I feel like you can't, right? I feel so this like you is can't like stop it. Fundamentally, a very scientific explanation. There's this podcast that I listened to and my friend sent it to me and I can't remember what it was called, but maybe I'll find it and put it on social media when this episode comes out. But it was basically explaining what happens in your brain when you break up with someone and your brain still thinks that they're part of your life. You know, your brain isn't your mind. Your body doesn't really know what's physically happening in the outside world. So your brain still associates them with this feeling of happiness and you're always going to be striving to find that feeling of happiness. And if they were that person to you, they're still going to be there in the back of their head. Like, you know, they were in your life for a significant amount of time, however long that was. I mean, if you say you've healed from it, I feel like it would have been something quite deep. They don't just disappear. I like, no. I I fully feel like I have healed from my breakup, but there are times where I still think about that last relationship and feel like, I don't feel like I don't hold the pain there anymore, but it's like, there's just, a, there's a, there's a thing there. They might not ever leave your brain, but that's because your brain is like super intelligent and it can think of like a thousand different things at once. And I mean, I still think about all my exes, maybe not in the same way as I would do my last ex, but like you think about like random people you bumped into the street, people that actually have no connection to you, you can still think about. So it makes sense why you would think about someone who was a really big, important part of your life. 
like with OCD, if you don't, if you're having intrusive thoughts um, and you don't realize that you're stressed or anxious and you recognize those OCD thoughts, like they happen because there is some kind of background stress. And it could be the same for thinking about your ex. It's like whether or not it's like a, a stress response or maybe because you are seeking that little bit of happiness and trying to get like a little bit of dopamine hit. I think the addiction thing is a really good way of looking at it because it's yeah. like, okay, so mm-hmm. what can I put in place of that addiction that I had to that person so that they can just disappear out of your head finally how do I cope with feeling abandoned after my girlfriend who was also my dumb <laughs> feel that one in the daddy yeah, issues fuck yeah therapy that's literally that is literally it I think that's the only way that you can deal with abandonment issues is like literally going back into like where does this originally come from and why Mm -hmm. is this abandonment hitting me so hard now as an adult yeah Uh, especially if if a breakup makes you go inward and makes you question yourself instead Mm. of recognizing that it was more on the other person that it didn't work if it makes you feel feel like worthless not yeah not worthy abandoned then it is honestly the best thing you can do is go and speak to a therapist or relationships coach or a a, some kind of professional that's going to get you the answers that you need because yeah abandonment comes from from your past it's not about the present and then a last quick question. How do you deal with a breakup when in relationships with multiple people? Um, Ooh, I don't know, Reed. I don't know about <laughs> that one. Personally. I think going through a breakup when you you have relationships with other people means that you might be relying on your other relationships to help you get through it. And that could be very taxing on those existing relationships um, and can put a, a wedge between you both as well, when really those are the ones that you should be, you know, focusing your time in more. Um, and it's the same, you know, it's the same with anyone. If you're not processing your your breakup and you are trying so hard to process that with other people it can it can be a strain on your relationship regardless of whether it's romantic or platonic so uh, doing the work with somebody who is a professional that actually wants to be there for you that can be there for you in that space because breakups can be really hard on the other people around you and also they they don't no one wants to see you hurt as well so they're of course going to want to be there for you but there's a level, right? There's a level of, all right, let's let's try and get you out of this funk. Let's focus on each other. Let's um, watch a comfortable film and chill rather than, okay, you're just going to trauma dump and talk about the breakup and talk about your ex all the time because that's that's not nice for anyone to hear. A little bit is fine. A little bit works, but it can't it can't dominate the conversation. Do the inner work, basically. Do like the inner work. <laughs> Just focus, focus on your own healing and your own breakup and your own life and yourself, just as you would if you weren't in a relationship with multiple people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, we hope this episode has been helpful. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you have any, I know it's uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, breakups seem really sad and depressing, but they shouldn't be. They should be a time for celebration and excitement Mm -hmm. and a new chapter in your life. Yeah, you know, it's about switching that perspective, even if it hurts so much. Like, feel the hurt. 
you know, accept and appreciate the hurt because you're going to be a better person out the other side of it. Well, if you know someone that's going through a breakup at the moment, please share this episode with them. I hope that they find our experiences helpful in some way and obviously all our tips and advice. And obviously, if you also loved it yourself, give us a rating and a review and follow and subscribe to this podcast if you don't already. If you want to keep up to date with our shenanigans, make sure to follow us on Instagram where we ask for your listener questions and you can follow both our personal accounts Read Amber X and Florence Bark. And until then, we will see you next Thursday, curious fuckers. See you next Thursday. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm.